Salutations, friends. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to the Recap Book Chat. My name is Kate, and this is my mom, Sheila. And we are just so excited that you're with us today. And I wanted to share a quote from Teddy Roosevelt. I am part of everything that I have read. What have you been reading? We'll share with you what we've been reading and what's at the top of our book stack. And welcome to the Recap Book Chat. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are going to be talking about West with Giraffes by Linda Rutledge, written in 2021. Historical fiction. It, a great historical fiction. I mean, I think this is, she really takes, uh, she takes some facts, but then she, the character, one of the main characters is fictional. And, but I love how she has interwoven um, the history with fiction. You feel like you're there. And I think it takes place in 1938. Um, and you, and you feel like you're there. With flashbacks. Yes. And I wanted to thank you uh, for gifting me that for Mother's Day. Uh, what a gift. And I listened to it. So um, therefore, I don't have a ton of quotes. Uh, <laughs> but it was a great, great listen well done and also want to thank uh, Ashley Skipper who recommended it and um, I, but it, it you're right you go through the Dust Bowl you go through uh, you're you're traveling across the country from the east coast to the west coast you're and, and it kind of connects with the the Lincoln Highway you're on the Lee Highway which nobody calls it that which I thought was kind of uh, ironic that we had just done that other one um so you're on a journey. And interestingly well, enough, the author has actually done driven that journey across yeah. America that they did and not for the novel. She had done it prior to the novel, but I was like, you really feel like you're, you're uh, on this journey with them. And it makes sense that why you would feel that way. Cause she's actually taken it. Well, and when you start out, so I was like reading, you know, it doesn't take you long to realize that the main character, which is Woodrow Wilson Nickel, uh, a.k.a. Woody, he, he has this um, troubled past and he doesn't want to tell anybody about it. So and I did ask Ashley, is this going to it finally tell you because it goes on and he's having nightmares and all this sort of stuff. And you're just kind of going through it with him in this flashback. And I just felt so, um, I, you feel it. You feel his anguish and pain and all that. Having, he, he lost his entire family. Uh, he survived Dust Bowl poverty, but his family did not. And you know there were people like that. Well, well, he's 17 years old. Yeah, he survived, but his family died and he left Texas. He goes to the New York and to live with an, a an uncle who's not very uh he's not very good i guess apparently he's uh, but he's living with him and working with him and a hurricane hits and then his uncle dies in the hurricane you're like but actually that might have been good for woody because i don't think that guy was, he seemed like he was kind of abusive well so, what, well when did his stench in the army take place that was after after i know so, it so, had to be before the hurricane because the hurricane involved the giraffe no, yeah, I'm saying it was after 
Oh, okay. After his pinch, yes. After he, yeah, after, so this is 1938. Um, when stinch, her- not stench. Stench is an odor. After, so the 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 true part of the story is that there were uh, giraffes coming to America for the first time. I don't think there were any giraffes in America at that time, 1938. There's a hurricane that hit the ship that they were on. I think there was a rhino too that ended up dying. But these oh. two giraffes survived, and they were supposed to be driven. I think it was a two week long journey across uh, from coast to coast to this to get to the San Diego. Uh, zoo and you so, know she did make up some of that but along the way they said they make kind-hearted people and nefarious people so yeah uh, and in life that is true you do meet both and how they grow um and how you need you, you know you don't live in a vacuum no man is an island and but the giraffes seem to symbolize peace and somehow the giraffes Uh, are kind of like kids because they bring out the best in Woody and uh, the old man whose name is Riley Jones. He, he talks to them differently than he does people. Mm. Yeah. He has giraffe talk and Woody likes it. And then you have uh, Augusta red who is posing as a. She's a wannabe reporter. Yeah. (laughs) Not there yet, but she thinks this story can get her her big break. And she's driving this green Packard. So you hear about the green Packard all the time. And I I should have looked that up because I wonder what in the world does a green Packard look like? But I know I'll try to post, I'll try to post a picture in, in there. And you sent an article that I'll post too in our show notes that showed um, the, the real pictures of them unloading these crates onto a truck. So they had, and and then they had this makeshift truck that they used the, for the drafts to travel and everything. I'm like, it was a, it's crazy that that actually happened, but it was in all the papers and every, and they followed him, you know, and it was really something that, that gave America something to, to talk about besides the depression, you know? Yeah, that's right. And I, and I think, and also this is a coming of age story, but with Woody, but also, a. For both of them, it shows us that we have to face our past to move forward. Mm, That's good. Because he kept having these nightmares. He kept having these nightmares. And when he finally tells the old man, you know, there is a climax, you know, and uh, usually you are forced to go back, either, either physically go back or through memories you go back but i have a quote that goes with it uh, it says you can you can carry around a heavy load only for so long though before you've got to set it down oh yes I'm like, write that's, that down. that's true physically and with what you're saying he had been carrying that load and you just get to a point where you can't carry it anymore you know and and really through that process as the reader you're like tell him because i mean you trust i you trust mr the old man mr riley or whatever i did i trust yeah. him way before woody did but i didn't have woody's experience either like he hasn't really been around a very many trustworthy people you know he's had to really fend for himself so i think as people he's trusted have heard him like his dad so he because his dad was a very gruff man and he was a very, he loved animals and stuff like that. And so you don't know what really happened for a long time 
but you know that he loves animals and that his dad uh looked down on him for that yes said that he needs to grow up he saw that as a weakness yes and really i if it wasn't for the giraffes then no telling what would have become of woody you know because they there was something healing in that journey that the giraffes helped with him because they were animals and they understood differently and they liked him. And then I, I thought it was funny. The re- I don't really know if giraffes even like onions, but in this story they did. And he, he fed him onions and kind of made friends with them. But you want him to tell the old man or Riley Jones that he has this rapport with the giraffes, but he doesn't. He, he doesn't have any confidence because before Woody becomes the driver, there's a jerk that's the driver. Uh, and you keep saying, well, if you would just go up there and, but he doesn't, mm-hmm. you know. Well, the first time he met, he, he snuck in to see the giraffes. He's a 17 year old orphan, doesn't have a nickel to his name. And his last name is Nickel. Nickel, yeah. <laughs> but he sneaks in to see these giraffes because he's, he followed him. This is after he survived a hurricane. He's all beat up. He follows them to their containment center, sneaks in to see him. And interacts with them without anybody knowing. And so the first time he runs into the old man, he punches him. (laughs) So it's, it's hard for him. I'm surprised he ever, but then he keeps following them as they, as they begin their journey. And so he's in the right place at the right time. That was, I don't have it written down exactly, but somebody one time yelled, don't take any wooden nickels. And the old man said too late for that. Cause it's woody (laughs) nickel, you know? So I thought that was funny. That was funny. But, yeah, like this book dealt dealt with a lot of things that were at that time. Like, um, the this is the first woman director of a zoo in um, San Diego. Did you, did you know that she wasn't given the actual title director for like I don't I think it was up until it was much much later, like a couple of decades later, where she was actually given the title because they said they wouldn't give that the director title to a woman. But even though everyone at the everyone at the zoo called her boss lady, so everyone knew she was the boss. Hmm. So I thought that was interesting. And well, then the story, it goes I with mean, the talk about Red's does. pants. Oh yes, over and over again. He, he, yeah, you know, you don't think about that would be daring to wear pants. Mm-hmm. But it mentioned it mentioned that, and then there's some. Uh, remember what? What about the place where they was it? flat tires or something and they needed help desperately and then they met with kindness yes and i forgot that guy's name but he had family and they all came and helped him because um i can't oh i think they were trying to go under and over and they were supposed to go under an overpass mm. and they were letting out the air of the tire that's it remember? yes yes and then it ruined it or something yeah i remember it now and then they that family took him in, got him a new tire, fed him. But they they were a black family. But he didn't care, you know. Yeah. But uh, And then, whoa, what about the scary guy? That, oh, yeah. Uh, he was cruel to animals. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He, and that would have been frightful. And you know what? I kind of think those places did exist on the, on the roadways to get money. Mm-hmm to just have people stop and well you know in ancient rome they killed christians and the lions and all that you know they they have that some people that doesn't bother 
but man, he was, he was mean to a bear and all, all these kind of, he had him caged up there. What was his name? Scooter or something? I can't remember. It was, it was so scary. I mean, that guy, it, I'm sure they'll make this into a movie. I'm pretty sure. It, it would be a great movie. And really, that's another overarching theme is uh, about the animals, too, and about animal conservation and just taking care of animals. Because the story actually is, uh, most of the story is a flashback talking about 1938. It, it really begins in 2025 and oh, they're that's saying true. Yeah, that's they're right. saying yeah they're, and they're saying that the drafts are becoming extinct and that's what inspires the old man who is Woody Wilson, uh, Woody Nickel uh, Woodrow Nilsson Woodrow Wilson Nickel <laughs> <laughs> can't say his name he's like 105 at this point and and he realizes he hasn't told anybody the story and it, it's like he realizes at that point how important it is um, to get his story out so he starts writing all this down and reliving all of it and you get to go with him on that journey so on top of the i did not even until just now when you were talking so there there is the like be kind to animals and all that but at the very beginning there's the onset of the different kind of people at this nursing home so mm. part of it is be kind to older people yes because rosie is the nice one but there's yes. a guy there and he talks down to him like he's an idiot mm -hmm. and he tries to be forceful and all that. And Rosie supports him in that. And, you know, cause he's writing like a madman. He's trying to get it all down because his heart's and, given out and he knows yeah. that. And I'm thinking, I didn't even catch that. I got the animals and you get the, the women's rights thing and you get the, uh, equal equality and all that but i forgot she she addressed a lot of of uh things didn't you know she? that's a great point and i didn't even think about that until you were talking about that but and i i didn't write it down but i remember a quote in there something about sometimes you can uh be with people your whole life and not really know them and then sometimes it only takes a, a little bit and to really know them and connect with them and so i think that's i think you made a great connection that they're and that the the kind lady is one of those people that listened to his story and mm -hmm. was really wanting to understand him. So some fun facts about giraffes that I looked up and, and I was going to, so, and these aren't full grown adult giraffes or I don't think they could have done the journey because it, I did not realize this, but a, an adult giraffe hoof is the size, about the size of your dinner plate. Wow. Their, their hoof. That's big. Yes. And then they eat 140 pounds of food every day. So my goodness, I'm like, they couldn't have carried that, but they do stop. They let them eat from trees. So most of these are, so I guess mm -hmm. they don't have to pack 140 pounds for each day. They just stop at trees and let them eat. But I was like, man. And then a group of giraffes is called, did you catch that? A tower. Good. I thought yeah. that was cool. I thought, uh, you would like that. And then baby giraffes, when they're born, they're six feet tall. And they yes. usually have about a five foot drop. <laughs> so welcome to they're Earth. tough. Yeah. Bam. Yes. And they also have the biggest eyes of a terrestrial mammal and that they can literally see behind them. Their peripheral vision is so good. So, and that's to watch out for lions. So well, the, they had a quote in there that was really good about when he looked into her brown eyes. 
or something. And it was really good about, he knew that everything was going to be okay or something that, uh, the giraffes had this calming effect on everyone on Woody, the old man and uh, red when they were by the, it's like they bring out the best in, in everybody. I think they're just this colossal larger than life animal. And I think it's just, especially shows, if you've never been around, you know, yeah, it yeah. shows how, how small kind of we are. Mm-hmm. And I mean, in all these people, like you said, there wasn't any giraffes in, in America. No. So um, everybody was in awe and it did get their minds off of the bad, um, the bad times that they've had and uh, the darkness, you know, I mean, when, when he goes back through Texas, then they meet, uh, they have another, I don't know if that, I, I think that would probably be the climax uh, at the, when they go back into Texas, don't you? When Augusta, yes. it, the, the Green Packard is there. I know you, you don't like to ever. The flash flood. Yeah. There's a flash flood. We won't say what happens. But, but it is amazing. It is amazing uh, for sure. And, and memorable. Uh, yeah. That would probably be my memorable scene. Although there's some others, you know, and she ties it up because you don't like to, to be hanging there, you know, and then he, I guess she, you know, she so carefully wove um, nonfiction with fiction. Mm, she did. So, and then there's some facts at the end and how, like how long the giraffes lived and, and everything. So uh, I, it was amazing. And I don't know if the, a uh, real giraffe was wounded, but in the story, the 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 girl giraffe had hurt her leg, and in they, the hurricane. Yeah, in fact, people thought she was dead, but she wasn't. And then they get the vet to look at her, and and uh, man, they were supposed to doctor her. I think she's kicked oh, the old man, but they act like there's a kick that's kind of teasing, and then there's a kick that will kill you. Yes. There's two different kicks and she never kicked him with all her might. And Woody knew that. So I know he trusted the old man somewhat because um, what did he call her? Girl, little girl, girl, mm -hmm. girl, girl. Trusted. girl and boy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause a uh, girl trusted him and uh, because she didn't, she didn't want to hurt him, but she was just playing, I guess. And uh, man, I'm telling you that, and it shows you, you know, there's no cell phones. There's nothing that they're sending telegraphs They're, you know, I do like time, another back in time. Another good quote was from the old man. Once Woody did finally share his story after they'd been together for weeks. Um, I love that. The old man said, that's your first story, but it doesn't have to be your only story. That's Ooh. up to you. And I'm like, I love that because he really had identified as this Dust Bowl orphan. And that was his whole identity. And through this process and through his this growing up process, which I have to say, too, it reminded me. And I can't think of the lady's name. But um, when 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 the old man needs a driver and he's like, can you drive? He's like, yes. <laughs> and he can't. He's never driven. I don't yes. think before But he says, yes. And it reminded me of that lady. Who, who was, yes <laughs> so i'm like yes. you just yeah you say yes and you figure it out and that's what he did and i and that changed the direction of his life yeah 
because she did that when she was ever uh, she was interviewing for a job with a co-op and they said have you ever run a can you type yeah how many words per minute yeah and the guy even knew she was lying and he and later on after she was such a good worker she said why did you hire me and he said well i knew anybody that could lie like you uh, lie that big or something was going to work extra hard to make it true or something <laughs> he had a good sense of humor so uh. And what he did, he worked at it and, uh, and he figured it out and he, after, you know, there was some rough starts. There's and a I can't... book, there's a book that connected with that, that I read to the kids at the end of school. It's called Mr. Tuckett. And in that Mr. Tuckett is actually a 12 year old boy and he's captured by the Pawnees and this guy wants to rescue him, a mountain man. He said, can you ride? And of course he says, yes, well, he can't. And guess how he learns to ride? Falling off, falling mm -hmm. off. And then finally he gets it. And that's such a good story to anything like that where someone fails, 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 and then they get it. Yes. Because that's grit. And you know what? In a, we need to applaud that. Absolutely. We need to applaud it. We talked about on, that on the last one. We need to celebrate, uh, pers we need to celebrate persistence. Not persistence, resilience. There should be yes. cards out there. Way to yes. persevere. Way Keep going. To persist. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I just think that's the hard thing. The hard thing is for you to keep going, even though it's really, really hard. I, there was a speaker. His name was Willard Tate, and he he was a runner when he was in high school, and he said he almost he, he thought he was going to win this race at a track meet. But at the end, that guy was just ahead of him and he couldn't catch him. And he gave, he, he gave up. And that, and you know what the guy that won said, if you'd push me just a little bit harder, I was fixing the cave. Wow. And he said that really changed my life. Cause I'm thinking, can you go remember that movie facing the giant? Can you go, go 50 yards, blah, blah, blah. And he goes the length of the football field with the guy on his back. Yes. But he's blindfolded. And so, you know, that, that was part of Woody's determination at that point was he didn't have anywhere else to go. Mm -hmm. this was his you know last and then the old man had like a shriveled arm or something and he really couldn't drive he yes so he needed woody woody needed him and it was just um almost um it was you know wonderful the way that it came together you know and uh, I, I was just like you feel like you're on the journey with them, you know. I, know. I like there's another quote too that destiny is a mobile thing. I thought that's profound too because through this, you know, it, it's almost like if you don't believe that, it's kind of a victim mindset. And so he was kind of stuck in I'm I'm just this dust bowl orphan. And then but you get to a point when you get to choose Okay, mm. is that what I want to be? Or do I want to be something different? And so it's like, I love that, that destiny is a mobile thing. It's based off your choices. You get to decide, in a sense, you know. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yes, I agree. And it kind of connected for me with the East of Eden. Because California is this, this symbol of hope. And all these Dust Bowl people, like, it's just like, if I can get to California, they oh. thought everything would be okay. I couldn't believe they were turning them away. I couldn't either. 
I, was I didn't even like, know about that. Talk about that for a minute about the. Well, I mean, I was flabbergasted. I'm listening. And it, what was it like the hobo test or something? And you could go through. I mean, they got to go through because they have the giraffes. Yes. But if they thought that you weren't going to be able to hold down a job or something, they were. If you looked poor, yeah. if you had a nice vehicle and looked well to do, they usually let you pass. But they would ask you questions like, do you already have a job? Da, da, da. And so they had a, a huge like uh, Hooverville at this one stop where they weren't yeah. letting them in. And I'm like, how? Oh, I just felt so bad for the people that had traveled and probably sacrificed so much to get to that point and, and then, then were turned away. They said it, did, it didn't matter if you were from Texas, Arkansas, or Oklahoma. Everybody was known as an Okie. Yes. And I didn't, I don't guess I knew that before. I knew they called them Okies, but uh, in, what book was that? The Four Winds. I think they were, I mean. That's a good connection a too. That. And, and in The Four Winds, you see how uh, people really abused people during that time heavily. So. I mean, in our minds, I think we want to think, oh, you're having a hard time in Oklahoma. Come on over here. The rain's good. Well, you know, that's not how it was. Mm -hmm. I mean, you like you. I don't know because they don't have instant communication. I don't even know if people knew you could travel halfway across the country and not get into California. No, they. I'm sure they had no idea. Well, and I looked it up, too, because I was curious after reading so the the California population in 1920 was like uh, 3,554,000. In 1945, so 15 years later, it was 9,344,000. So it's like, I mean, what wow. that's, I don't know what the percentage is, but that's, you know, it's more than doubled. So I'm just like, that's, that's crazy to me that they had that huge of a population influx. And that just shows how many people were just, you know, trying to get in. So when, when was the 3 million? I was writing it down. I thought that was 1920. 1920. Well, and you think, why were they going to California? Because I think people knew about California and um, Oregon and even, uh, Washington, because when I went to school and that was in Arkansas, there were people there in Arkansas that went out there every summer to to pick fruit, to pick. Well, remember in Four Winds, they talked about that. the And who was it? I can't remember. But there was there was these pamphlets that were released all across America that said come to Cal. But it was a lot of propaganda. I can't remember now why they had done that. Yeah. Um, But yeah, they had been released. So, I mean, that's. People were going off what they were told, but, and then I also looked up giraffe extinction. Cause I'm like, I'm curious. I was curious. It's like, you know, cause it's, are they really in danger of becoming extinct? And they definitely are endangered. So the, yeah. the population of wild giraffes has dropped by 40% in the last 30 years. And that is due uh, mostly to humans because we're, oh, yeah. we're increasing and we're taking over we're cutting their down habitat. their trees. Yeah, they're losing their food sources. So, and I didn't know that giraffes are kind of believed to be pollinators. Did you know that? That they go no, from I these, uh, and they, they're preferred trees like acacia or something like that. Uh-huh. And so they go from tree to tree and that helps they kind of pollinate. pollinate. So, yeah, but, I knew they were endangered, but, and it's man that's endangering a lot of it, you know, because if man would butt out, 
there wouldn't be anything endangered except, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're, we're just removing the habitat. That is, yeah, but I didn't know they were pollinators. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. I mean, and the, and the last, this is the last factoid for giraffes, but they, because of how tall they are, they have a very complex blood pressure system because if you got to think about it, like their heart and, and you would think their heart would be huge, but it's really not um, to be able to pump that much blood. And, everything. and so they have this really unique complex blood pressure system that uh, to get blood everywhere. And that NASA used that to um, that idea that inspired the, the human space suit because, oh, cool. you know, that's a, that's an important thing when you're in space, you're not getting, your blood's not flowing for humans as good as it should. And so they use giraffes to kind of help make sure that blood pressure in humans in space is correct. Well, there so. was this doctor, Dr. Cowan, and he is saying that the heart's not a pump. We've been taught it's a pump, but it's not. I haven't Ooh. read his book, but I think that's interesting. And also with the giraffes, what about the time when they're fixing to have uh the dust is going to blow or something. And he buys all that Vaseline for the draft. He saved them. Yeah. That and was really, interesting. I love that because that just shows us, you know, cause like his dust bowl experience is a horrible experience. And I think uh, we all have experiences that were horrible, but you can either become a victim of that or you can use that to help others mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and see that, okay, I can, now I can relate to someone who's gone through something similar or whatever. And so, because of that, he ended up saving the drafts. I think they would have died had he not yeah. known to do that. Because the old man hadn't lived through that. Yeah, and and I mean, I don't. And it doesn't say that he felt good about it or anything that he didn't. But you know, you have to know that you're not born knowing to use. I wouldn't know to do Vaseline. No, no. If he hadn't thought ahead and bought that, uh, one. Uh, yeah, my giraffe factoid that is that there, we have the same number of bones in our neck as that a giraffe has seven. That's interesting. So there's yeah. just longer. Yeah, which is kind of uh, cool because seven's supposed to be the perfect number in the Bible. It's perfect. That is cool. Yeah. Well, I've always liked, as a teacher, of course, I would always like giraffes because. Um, my very first lesson I ever had to teach, I, I taught and it was about animals and I don't remember any of them except the giraffe because uh, I thought that was, was cool teaching this to kids because they're kind of a silent animal. They don't talk a lot. Like elephants have a unique sound. Mm-hmm. If you play that, people will know a cow, all these animals, but they do make a noise though. Like a chuff. Yeah, but normally they, you know, they're, and and I think the black tongue is cool and that their tongue is so long. I mean, to me, if you just mention giraffe, kids are listening. That's true. Because they're in awe of this animal that's so tall and, uh, you know, and, and I think also you're thinking, I didn't even know about their eyes being the biggest of a terrestrial, you know. Yeah. But they need to escape the lion, I guess. And or fight them. Apparently, they're kick. They yeah, can uh, they can defend themselves. Them. Yeah. So, but I think they probably rather run. But but they always looked a little top heavy or something, you know. Because we we've drawn them before at school. Very hard to draw a giraffe. It's very hard, but fun. But it I'm makes me like, think of the Andy Griffith episode. Gir- now oh. they're a bunch of giraffes. <laughs> they're selfish. <laughs> I, I totally forgot about that. That is Andy. Uh, 
Barney is going off about giraffes, making it all up, I'm sure. But yeah, I don't think they're selfish. (laughs) Well, these weren't weren't selfish at all, but they were, you know, skittish and there were animals because, but just to think that they were in that truck moving and moving, you know, have you ever been on a truck, a trip and you just can't wait to get out? Yes. And they didn't get to get out because, you know, uh, the old man was afraid if they got out, they wouldn't put him back in and, you know, they wouldn't, yes. couldn't put him back. I in. think he's right. You know, if they had let him stretch their legs every stop, that would have been that you can't force them to do anything. <laughs> yeah. They're bigger and stronger than you. You're at so. their mercy. And uh, I, I mean, the whole thing, you, you learn a lot about them and the interconnection of people and I like I I I'm, you your life is a is just like what what um, Woodrow Wilson now I'm, Woody what he's going through your life is like his we all are on a road and that's your that symbolizes your journey what a good time to do this when everybody's graduating mm. and they're on their road they're going to start a new road because they're now graduating from high school or college and. But guess what? There will be bumps in that road. And there were bumps in Woody's road. But I liked what you said about your don't have that victim mindset. Take what you learned through a bad time in your life or something and use it like he did. He saved the giraffes. Who's to say, you know, like Esther, what Mordecai told Esther, who's to say that this is why you are here at this time? Well, everybody is where they're supposed to be. And to every time there is a season. And it, of course, this book takes you through many seasons because he's 17 and he's also 105. So that's a lot of seasons. And, oh, and that wow. connects with what was that? The What's the valley one? The Green Valley or the last Green Valley? The last Green Valley. And she said, life doesn't happen to you. It happens for you. Yes. So everything in life is not happening to you. It's It's happening for you. For a reason. If you can think it through. And, you mm-hmm. know, and, and that, but I, you're so right. Either you tend to look like Pollyanna and look, you know, and play the glad game. You know, why did we get this box that has a crutch in it when I wanted a doll? Well, the glad thing is we don't need the crutch so we can be happy. But That's most good. people are like, well, I didn't get the doll I wanted or I didn't whatever you wanted, you know. And, and, and then you get that victim mindset. And guess what? You don't that shuts off your brain. Your brain does not learn or function or work if you're in that mode. So, you know, it's amazing what the old man and when they came together, I think their brains were pretty locked and it helped them both. It did. To unlock some things and, and go and I, and you just see the, them evolving and their friendship with the giraffes bring them together. Yes. I loved your quotes. Great job on that. I really. Well, and thank you because it's, you're the one that gifted it to me too for, I think when I was traveling back home at one point, you had given me this audio. So it's, it's cool to have audios every once in a while, mix it up. So thank you so much. And I think that is a wrap on West with giraffes. We highly recommend it. It'd be a great summer read or one to listen to while you're traveling. 
there caution there is some bad language so yes there, there is, is some, some bad language so just caution red alert red alert that's, that's good yes there is some if you are listening with kids with kids so. but not nearly as bad as li- the lincoln highway no yeah no. but uh just remember it's summer but you don't want the summer slide keep those book lights burning and those pages turning and we'll see you on the next one